Money FM 89.3, best of workday afternoon. Chasing Cars with Clarissa Montero on Money FM 89.3. Good afternoon and welcome to Chasing Cars on Money FM 89.3. I'm Clarissa Montero on the phone with me, Julian Coe from SG Karma. Julian. Hello, hello. Okay, so full disclosure, Julian is about to become a daddy again. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I am very nervous. So in the midst of this conversation, um, if he gets a phone call, he might just throw his phone and leave us. I'm just saying, (laughs) it is imminent. I know. I, I told my wife to hold it in. Hold I told it her, look, in. Yeah. I said, look, I'm going to be really busy this week. I can't. I can't entertain anything else. I just have to work. Please hold it in. Hold and it she's in like, well, for the next the 24 the hours or something. Yeah. yeah. No, clearly you are not the husband <laughs> of the year. <laughs> oh well. Oh well. So what are we talking first? Okay. I think that we have given a lot of love to the European cars, and I mean there are some really great ones out there. However. Not everyone is a zillionaire, myself included. And, you know, more realistically, we should be looking at great Japanese or Korean cars that are in a slightly, um, you know, friendlier price point with all the everything that you need in a a reliable, funnish car to drive. Right? Yes. Yes, absolutely. I, I couldn't agree more. Because let's face it, unless you're a zillionaire... Um, something that's under $100,000 rather than something under $200,000 is where we'd be looking. Yep. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. I, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> so even in the under 100000 there are so many that we can look at. And one of them, I'm very partial to this car personally because I got my Singapore driver's license uh, in a Honda City. Oh, okay. I had to take my test in Singapore for my Singapore driver's license and it was in a Honda City and I was so thrilled that I passed first time. Of course, I should have passed first time since I had already been (laughs) driving but, you know, you never know. Uh, That I wanted to go and buy a Honda City then. This is going back years and years and years ago, right? When you were much younger, of course. When I was much younger but that's why I didn't buy it then because I didn't need a saloon. I wanted a, a cool hip two-seater something or something. But today I might consider a Honda City and it actually is still looking pretty good. Oh, it is, it is. In fact, I just tested the latest Honda City I think just a couple of weeks ago. It blew my mind. Clarissa, I never thought that I would say this, but, you know, Honda Cities of the past, they were absolute rubbish. (laughs) I thought, at least. (laughs) No, they weren't because I... I passed my driving test in a Honda City, so I will not let you say that. I passed my driving test in a Toyota Vios. It was rubbish, but I mean, you know. (laughs) But I'm telling you, I'm seriously telling you, the all-new Honda City, now that is a proper sedan. That is a proper car. I don't even know if I can even... Well, you know how it is, right? It's supposed to be a compact sedan, but when you look at the car in real life, it's not, it's not that compact, compact anymore. yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think it's just very slightly smaller than a Honda Civic. It looks like a mini Honda Accord, actually, so it's, it, it looks good. It's a good size. So for those who aren't really confident in driving um, a, a, a sedan that's somewhat the size of a Civic, a city can actually be an excellent choice. You don't compromise on space. Um, it's slightly smaller than the, the Civic, 
it doesn't have ample power and ample torque. But then again, you know what? People buying this car, they're not buying the sports car sort of category, right? No, they're family people who want to haul their family and do their groceries and and do it in comfort and in safety. And I thought that that it's it's a a great choice. It's under 100,000 regardless of which model you pick. Okay, I think I... The car that I drove was some $95,000. And that's the 1.5-liter RS uh, uh, variant. And that RS variant, in fact, is the only um, variant that comes with that RS red color. And I really, really like that red. It's slightly brighter than Mazda's Soul red or whatever you call that. But this Honda City's red is very nice, very fiery, looks absolutely sporty. It's not like your dull red that you usually get on the road. It's not like a Honda Jazz red or anything, but it's like a proper red. And apparently it's, uh, it's only available for the RS variant. And these are all 1.5-litre cars, I might point out. So, you know, if you're thinking road tax and insurance and petrol consumption, I would assume that those costs come into play and that it would be quite affordable at a 1.5-litre car. Oh, it is. It is, definitely. But I think more than just pricing, it is very, very spacious. I'm talking about 519 litres worth of boot space kind of spacious. Now, we're talking about... This is a Honda City, mind you. I mean... Just the boot space alone can actually go against cars like the Toyota Camry, which is, what, two classes up? You know, I'm looking at the RS now, right, just because you've said. (laughs) So please keep talking while I look at the pictures. Yes, okay, so here's the thing, right? The car comes with 119 brake horsepower and 145 newton meters of torque. And that's not bad. Just based on... Okay, just based on figures alone, I'll think, oh man, that's absolute rubbish, blah, blah, blah. But when you drive it, when you drive it, because the car just weighs slightly above 1.1 tons, this figures actually work very well with the car. It's actually sufficient for everyday driving. And I think that's important, right? I mean, after all, like we said, right, we're not buying into a sports car category. It's just a category that you want to haul your family from point to point in a very safe and fast-free manner. And for that, the CT checks all the boxes. I think it's actually not a bad-looking car. I mean, I see what you... I, I just looked at all the pictures on SG Karma for the RS ver, uh, ver, variant. And it is a nice-looking red. It is a nice-looking car. Um, yeah, I would certainly consider something like this if all I wanted from my car was a good family car. It's reliable. It gets me to work, um, fuss-free, and, and uh, like I said at the start, Honda City, I have a very big soft spot. <laughs> you are the, you are a loser. <laughs> what? Oh my goodness! It's I'm like you remember your first date, City. right? Well, you know, in, when when I got my I driver's don't. license in Singapore, it was in a Honda City. I don't remember my first date. That's well, that's because you're a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyway, 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 anywho, this car, the Honda City, I, I, I think honestly it's more than just looks and more than just drive. You know, the, it, I think honestly it was a cabin that blew me away. The cabin was very, very premium. The steering wheel feels premium. It looks premium with the red stitches. Um, the seats, was, if I remember correctly, the seats weren't exactly leather upholstered. It was actually half fabric. Uh, almost like half Alcantara sort of Swedish feel to it. So 
all in all, it felt very premium. Like you go in and it's properly posh. Swedish kind of is like not it. a word. Yeah, I know, I know. But it's like very, it's like a suede material, suede-ish. <laughs> so yes, yes, it is, it is properly posh. I have to tell you that. I have to, honestly, I was, and I was so proud that I actually showed off the Honda CC to several of the friends the very night that I took the car. And they were all like, oh, man, I should have gotten this car. My jazz isn't half as good as this, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, well, you know. No, I, I, I like this. I have a soft spot for the city. <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> now that we've established the fact that Clarissa has a soft spot for the city, we shall move on now. Okay, that's your Japanese option. Um, let's talk about a Korean option on the complete other side of the spectrum above $100,000, very, very big car. My cousin just bought one of these, and I, I think his wife regrets letting him because he keeps driving it. You know, it's like any excuse. Oh, honey, you, you uh, need bread? I go and buy. You know, because he just <laughs> loves the car so much, he's like, any excuse to get in the car and drive for a bit. And I'm talking about the Kia Sorento. Yes. Now, you test drove this. I have ridden in it as a passenger. I have to say it is humongous and somebody like me can play catching in the back. So the spaciousness of the cabin doesn't even need to be mentioned because it is huge. <laughs> I could sit cross-legged in it, man. No problem. Right. Like the, car, the car feels like a Rolls-Royce Cullinan to me, given my height. Yes, I felt exactly the same way. <laughs> no, but okay, in all seriousness, this is probably one of the most complete seven-seater SUVs ever out there right now. It may not be the cheapest, but it's definitely the most complete. I was so impressed with the car. You know how you, you take a car and you, you really have a mindset almost of sorts. Like, oh, you know, it's a Kia, it's going to be boring, it's going to be underwhelming, so and so forth. This car, because it's a, a, a direct injection diesel car, diesel-powered car. It is so talky. We're talking about 440 newton meters of torque. 440. I mean, the urgency that it has because of the torque. Overtaking is done effortlessly despite its size, its weight. And mind you, I mean, weight-wise, I'm talking about like 1.8 tons kind of weight. And that's really heavy. Why is it so heavy? Why is it so big? It's big. It's seven-seater. You can sit seven. You can sit seven, like, that's usually what seven-seater means, Julian. Yeah, but I'm just saying it's, it's amazing because it is very, very functional. You know, there are cars that you have problems knocking down your seats just to get into the third row. This car, no such thing. I'm telling you, no such It's literally a one-button sort of uh, uh, maneuver, if I may. So even if kids want to, the children wants to go to the back seat, the third row seat, they're not going to have difficulty getting in because all they have to do is press one button by the side of the second row bench and it will just automatically fall down. That's just how easy it is. And you can even knock down the seats from the boot. And I'm talking about knocking down third row and second row all from a touch of a button. And from the boot? So that's actually quite easy. impressive. It is. And you know how certain cars, they always tell you, say, oh yeah, it falls flat, but they don't. The Sorento falls completely flat. Like... A bit flat, sort of flat. And that is just impressive. Right. Well, I can attest to a couple of things. One, it feels very safe and sturdy to be in it. And it is quite nippy. 
too. It really is very big in there. <laughs> it does. It does. Actually, to be honest, as a driver, I actually took a really, really long time to get used to the size of the car. You know how there are some big cars like the X5 or the Audi Q7 where you actually don't need as long a time to get used to because as you drive, it feels like the car shrinks around you. Mm, mm, mm. The Sorento doesn't quite feel that way. So you kind of need a little bit more time to get used to the size, place it on the road and stuff. But there's nothing to worry about because the car that I drove, that particular variant, not not the highest variant, mind you, I think it's a mid variant. They call it the SX Tech. Um, that actually came with some safety systems that every time you signal, um, they will actually show you a camera will actually be pointing towards the side rear view of wherever you're signaling, at least the corresponding side. So it's and it actually shows up in your instrument panel. So that's just so friendly, it's very user friendly. So it's, it's almost like telling you, well, here's a camera to check a blind spot. I'll check it for you. And then you just have to look at it and see that you're clear to change lanes. Right. And, you know, yeah. in, when you are driving the bigger SUVs, those nanny functions that we always grumble about actually become necessary and useful. Yes, they, they do. However, uh, well, you know how certain blind spot monitoring systems can get very annoying. Like every time you know that there's space for you to squeeze in, but the system will just beep regardless because there's a car behind you. So when you decide to change in, the kind of beep that these Korean cars sound, it, it sounds very urgent, very loud and very sudden. It sort of makes you panic a little bit. It sort of makes you doubt yourself. And I don't like that feeling. Oh, okay. Well, maybe as a wife and a mother, I've learned to ignore annoying and urgent bleating. <laughs> I think I'm I, just I, saying. I had, I had, I probably had panic attacks not because of the beeping. I probably had panic attacks because my wife heard the beeping, the beepings, and then she went, "No, no, no! You better don't change lanes." And I'm like, "Oh yeah, wow, wow, right, yeah." So and you yeah, heard you yourself know. not telling her to shut up, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Not now, at least, not now. Oh, let's, right, let's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's wait for the second one to come up first, and then... Uh-huh. <laughs> sure. Okay, yeah. I'm looking at pictures of the Kia Sorento. Are they, you know, throughout the, the various variants of the, the current range, are they all diesel? Uh, yes, they are all diesel, um, which is not exactly a bad thing. I mean, why would that be a bad thing? I love my diesel cars. I don't think it's a bad thing, especially if they're also turbo and all those things, which this one looks like it is. It is so talky, mind you. I think they have three different variants, and it starts off at 160000 and they're all separate. They're all diff- uh, it's a $10,000 difference from the first to the second, the second to the third. So it's 160000 and $180,000. All right. Now you are actually out there somewhere in public yes. filming um, a new car that you're test driving. You want to tell us about it? Yes, it is the Hyundai Avante. It's a car that you have, I mean, it's a car like nothing I've seen before. I mean, in this class, I'm talking about going against the king of kings, like the Corolla Altis, the Honda Civic, the Kia K3, Mazda 3 sedan. The Avante has a big shoe to feel. Very, very, very big. And I've been driving this car for four days now. And I'm telling you, 
you know how Avante used to be the sort of car that's like, you know, um, I want to buy the Altis, but the Altis is too expensive. Let's take a look at the Avante in, instead. You know, the Avante is a third choice or the second or fourth choice, what have you not. But this car that I'm driving right now, the seventh generation all-new Hyundai Avante, should be the first car on your list right now. It Why? Is, it looks really good, Clarissa. Seriously, I know it sounds ridiculous coming from me talking about how good an Avante is, but it looks good. I wouldn't buy it in this color because the color that I'm driving now, the best car, is like some bluish, purplish sort of color. It's horrible. But look beyond the color and you'll find like it's really, really nice. Very menacing. It's longer, lower, wider than, than before. I'm it's- sorry, did you just say very menacing? Yes, I know, right? I know it is very menacing. Will you please just Google the car and take a look at it yourself? It is properly menacing. It is just very, very satisfying to look at. Very appealing. The insides are all very premium, very plush. Yes, hard plastics still fill the cabin, but the layout, my goodness. The buttons, the drive, it's so much more comfortable than before. No, but and you said what? very menacing. It is a Hyundai. <laughs> I, I know. I know. I know I'm saying menacing. and I, That's why I'm saying it's ridiculous coming from someone like me talking about a Hyundai. Avante for all. I mean, I know it sounds ridiculous, but believe me, the car looks menacing. Actually, she's In quite pretty. Uh, she, honestly, I'm looking at her right now. This is another car that would look really nice in red. I'll, I'll, I'll just go for silver, I think. I've seen one in little silver or grey, I can't remember. It looks so good. It looks so European, so premium. I mean, like I said, just, just don't go for the current colour. The purplish blue, my goodness. Why did they even choose this colour? But are you pregnant, Julian? I don't know, man. Ooh, it makes me want to puke. <laughs> you are such a bad guy. No, but you know, so you're saying that this Hyundai Avante is, um, well, it is pretty. You said that. It is also um, in the same way that the Honda City is a good car to haul your family and your shopping and stuff like that in a saloon. It looks like it's about the same size, is it? No, this, the Hyundai Avante is slightly bigger, actually. Oh, really? Yes. And at 104999 it's worth every cent. Yeah. Maybe even mm. more, you know? Mm. I mean, this car, okay, you know what I believe? You know how every car models, when there's a new one coming out, it should look better and perform better than its predecessor. It has to be, right? It's evolution. But the Avante, on the other hand, isn't just better than its predecessors. It's even better than the cars in its segment. It can even compete with cars a notch above it. That's just how impressed I am with the car. Clearly. I would never think, I would never think in my life, I would never think of talking so well about the Hyundai Avante because it's so annoying. But, well, I have to be honest. The Avante is something to consider. You know, I have to say that um, maybe 10 years ago, I probably would never consider a Hyundai. But um, in the last few years, the, the ones that I have driven, the Kona and such, were really actually fun drives. Yeah, I mean, what's up with these Koreans, man? They are, they are really up and coming. They're killing it with the design, with the specifications, with the way they drive. I mean, the features. 
confusing me, man, because I'm a Japanese man, and then suddenly all these Koreans starts popping out, and I'm just interesting. like, oh. Interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. Now, I'm not going to ask you to pick one as a star buy simply because I haven't test-driven any of them. Fair enough. Um, but uh, it sounds like all three, depending on what you're looking for, is worth going to, to check out. Would you say that would be correct? We seem to have lost Julian Ko, or maybe he is uh, speechless, which is highly unlikely. However, you have three cars to consider. You've got the Kia Sorento, you've got the Hyundai uh, Avante, and you've got the Honda City. Two of those three cars are under or just over $100,000. Definitely worth looking at whatever your price point is. The Sorento, a bit more expensive, but that's okay because... It is a very large family SUV that holds seven family members. Food for thought going into the weekend if you're heading out to the car showrooms. This has been Chasing Cars on Money FM 89.3. I'm Clarissa Montero. He's Julian Coe from SG Carmart. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SBH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.